Hey, good morning, my friends. How are we doing this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning? Welcome to another edition of 10 Minutes with Jim. In the 21st century, Route 66 is a sort of hybrid, an odd blending of living time capsule, ghost town, and America's longest theme park. So it's easy to forget that this storied old highway was literally the main street of America before 1980. When you're basking in the neon glow at the Blue Swallow Motel or savoring some blackberry cobbler and coffee at Clanton's Cafe in Veneta, Oklahoma, there's a disconnect between the reality of today and the highway's past. Let me give you a bit of perspective. A study conducted in 1939 found that more than one million people arrived in Arizona via Route 66. Truck drivers, tourists, traveling salesmen, family on the move, murderers, grifters, hitchhikers, one million people. After World War II kicked off, that river of traffic was cut to a trickle as a result of gas rationing, but the highway was still busy. From Chicago to California, military bases, airfields, POW camps were established all along Route 66, and those installations were serviced by trucks and buses and troops on the move. Today, on 10 Minutes with Jim, we'll be talking about the military history found along Route 66. First, I want to thank Joe and the boys of the road crew for our theme song, if you need a bit of inspiration for an outing or road trip, look no further than the Road Crew's website at roadcrew66.com for some great tunes, theme songs for your adventure. And of course, I need to thank this week's program sponsor, Grand Canyon Caverns and Inn, located on Route 66 just west of Seligman, Arizona. Adventure is guaranteed at Grand Canyon Caverns. There are wheelchair accessible tours and opportunities for actual spelunking. A restful night's sleep is assured at the renovated motel. And at the restaurant, the pie is always fresh. Check out their website at gccaverns.com and plan on adding some zest to your Route 66 odyssey. This program in Jim Hinckley's America is also made possible through support of our crowdfunding initiative on the Patreon platform, P-A-T. R-E-E-O-N dot com slash Jim Hinckley's America dot com. For fans of the old double six, McLean, Texas is well known for two attractions. The Devil's Rope Museum, a museum dedicated to the history of barbed wire and the Red River Steakhouse. During World War II, the, this dusty little panhandle town was also known as the site of the McLean Permanent Alien Internment Camp a POW camp for German soldiers captured in the battles for control of North Africa. 
I am confident that this wasn't as uplifting for McLean as the Brazier factory that is now home to the Barbed Wire Museum, but I'm sure that had quite an impact. This was a town of a little more than 1,500 people, but the camp was designed to house 3,000 prisoners. In Oklahoma, there's another military installation that served as a POW camp. By World War II, Fort Reno, near El Reno, had had quite a colorful history. Named for Major General Jesse L. Reno, who was killed at the Battle of Antietam during the American Civil War, the fort was established in 1874. It played a pivotal role in the battles to subjugate the northern tribes of the Cheyenne, and during the era of the land rush and initial settlement of the territory in the 1890s and early 1890s, troops stationed at the fort offered the only law enforcement for hundreds of miles in any direction. With the exception of a brief closure in 1908, the fort served as an active military installation until 1949. From 1909 to 1949, it was the Army's primary training center for mules and horses and the men who used them. During World War II, it was a POW camp for Italian and German soldiers. With its location on Route 66, the fort also served as a key transit base for troops headed to the Pacific or European theaters. The fort was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1970. It's well worth a visit. In addition to a cavalry museum, the cemetery is quite interesting. There's a segregated section that is the final resting place for 70 German and Italian soldiers. You can learn more about the fort and the annual memorial service for these foreign soldiers at fortreno.org. This isn't the only final resting place for foreign troops on, U on US 66. On June 17, 1941, the Spartan Aircraft Company leased land under the current, near the current airport in Miami, Oklahoma, and under contract from the United States Army Air Corps initiated construction of an aeronautical school. The official designation was British Training School No. 3. The base served as a primary and advanced training center for pilots and air crews of the Royal Air Force. Several flyers died in training accidents and were interred at at the GEAR Cemetery, located at 2801 North Main Street. GAR was the abbreviated Grand Army of the Republic, the title given the Union Army during the American Civil War. The Franklin S. Ortiz Park in the Casa Salona neighborhood along Alameda Street in Santa Fe, New Mexico, started as a civilian conservation corps camp during the Great Depression. During the war, it was transformed into an internment camp for Americans of Japanese descent. It was also a transit camp for these prisoners. At its peak, more than 4,500 prisoners were interred here. Kingman in Arizona was selected as the site for an air base since it was located on Route 66 as well as a major east-west rail corridor. And it was in an isolated area far inland from the west coast. Opened on May 27, 1942, the Kingman Army Airfield was initially conceived as a gunnery school for crews assigned to heavy bombers, the B-17 and B-24. By the end of summer, there was also a navigation school and training for the Women Air Service Pilots Program, or WASP. There were several training accidents at the base, and the worst of these were commemorated with monuments at the base of the original control tower. One of the accidents was a mid-air collision between a B-17 and Texas trainer. There were no survivors. 
The worst accident, however, occurred on January 7, 1944. A bus transporting troops from a night exercise of the gunnery range located on the north side of Route 66 was returning to the base, had crossed the highway, and was sitting at the railroad crossing waiting for an approaching freight train to pass. Investigators later surmised that the driver's foot had slipped from the clutch pedal, causing the bus to leap into the train's path. No one on board the bus escaped injury, and the death toll would eventually climb to 27. There were military airfields located all along Route 66. Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Amarillo, Albuquerque, these were all major airfields, and there were dozens of smaller facilities as well as auxiliary fields, such as at Yucca, west of Kingman. And during the war, Route 66 bisected the California-Arizona Maneuver Area Desert Training Center. At 18,000 square miles, this was the largest military training facility in the world. Established in 1942 to prepare troops for the invasion of North Africa, the training center sprawled across the Mojave of California and the deserts of Arizona. One of the largest bases was Camp Ibis near Goffs, a small desert town bypassed during the realignment of Route 66 in 1931. This was the headquarters for the 4th Armored Division and served as a logistics center for the entire training area and as a school for the teaching of desert survival skills. To give an idea as to size, a 50,000-gallon concrete reservoir was constructed, as was an elevated storage tank of the same size. There were 28 shower buildings for enlisted men and 14 for officers. Wow, once again I'm amazed by how fast time flies when we get together on Sunday morning. I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of 10 Minutes with Jim. And if you'd like more information about military locations along Route 66, check out jimhinkleysamerica.com. Hey, can I ask a favor? If Can you provide a bit of input, a review, if you will? And second, if you're enjoying the programs, please con consider sharing it with friends and fellow adventurers. And of course, I'd appreciate any input you may have for future programs, especially if they include pie. I hope that you can join us next week. In Jim Hinckley's American Adventures are guaranteed and we have a doozy planned. We're going to set the Wayback Machine to 1915 and follow the exploits of Edsel Ford and his college buddies on the National Old Trails Road. Until then, mi amigos, safe travels and grand adventures. Vaya con Dios!